Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. on the fan going to 5 a.m. the warm-up show with Al and Jerry while you were sleeping we started the show talking about the Yankees getting swept by the Red Sox and really the thought was that I'm not falling for it with the Yankees anymore because we go back and forth with this team when they're down they look awful when they're up they look like they could win the World Series well just because they're down here a little bit they're not down big they're down a little bit here getting swept by the uh, by the Red Sox you know they're still going to be a very good team. There's still six games over 500, and I know that the division, you know, you start to go backwards there, ten and a half games back. That's not encouraging. And it's not all about Aaron Judge being out. That's all anybody wants to talk about. But it's a big factor for this team. It's just, you know, they're banged up, and they're potentially going to get some all-stars back, whether it's Bader, Rodon, Aaron Judge, whatever. But I'm not even worried about that. I've seen too much already this year to know that this is a good team. So I'm not going to freak out just because they're struggling right now, you know, over the course of a week, two weeks, whatever it's been. And it really dates back to, obviously, it coincides with the judge injury. But coming off of the series against the Dodgers, you know, you lose at home to the White Sox and again the Red Sox and, and losing five or six to the Red Sox is discouraging, splitting a series with the Mets. But it's a couple of weeks stretch. You know, the Yankees will get right. They will get right without Aaron Judge. It's going to help getting Harrison Bader back tomorrow night as he's expected to come off the IL and that helped last time we saw that was the beginning of the change when he came back against the Rays so maybe that could start to get things turned around against the Mariners here but the Yankees are too good for this the and you know to a man almost they're all taking accountability as well whether it's Boone whether it's Rizzo saying you know what we can't just be that reliant on one guy they have enough guys in this lineup to go out there and score runs without Aaron Judge these guys got to start getting the job done. Now, I know they sent us Waldo Cabrera down, which, you know, he's a factor where he's done nothing. Uh, Anthony Volpe has struggled, just to point out two of the younger guys. Josh Donaldson, uh, not shockingly to us, but maybe to Aaron Boone, has done nothing. DJ LeMayhew has been terrible. John Carlos Stanton has done nothing. Rizzo has been slumping. Torres just not good enough. And then it goes on and on and on. So the Yankees do need to clean some things up. Getting Bader back will help. That's part one. The other thing to me, the obvious thing to do would be to bring up Peraza. Now, where are you going to play him? That's TBD. I think long-term, he's going to be the shortstop. But if you don't want to make that change now, have Peraza play third, which would then eliminate LeMayhew and or Donaldson from the everyday mix. You can put Stanton in the outfield. I mean, look, John Carlos Stanton, are you going to play baseball or not? 
Are you back? Are you not? Can you actually walk around in the outfield? Can you do something? Because they need Stan right now. See, what you should do is be able to bring up Peraza, put Stan in the outfield, and then use Donaldson if you need to get him in the lineup. Have him DH, and I know he's good defensively, but there's ways you could figure it out, though, with that mix. Just have that DH spot open to maybe work in LeMayhew or Donaldson if need be. If not, have them ride the pine. Get Willie Calhoun at DH. I don't care. But the point is, Stan's got to be in the outfield. And Peraza's got to be up here. So Bader coming back is a big first step, but Peraza's got to be up here. And they got to be able to use Stan in the outfield until Judge comes back. Anyway, Yankees will be fine. I'd be concerned about Luis Severino, who, again, you know, getting hit. And I know the defense behind him wasn't very good. But five innings, three runs for Severino is just not good enough. And the Yankees may need to add a starter. I mean, they may need a bat and a starter before all is said and done here. And I have confidence that they're going to get him. Even the, the Yankees, when they're down, even the Yankees, when they're bad, they're still good. So I'm not giving up on the season. I'm not throwing in the towel or even overreacting to the idea that Judge is out. Now, if Judge is out for the season or he's out for you know the next two months, and we may have a problem here. But I do think the Yankees, even without Judge, will start to pick up play, starting with tomorrow night against the Mariners. I, they're too good not to. You watch. Just like these last two weeks have been bad, It'll turn around in the next two weeks. Mariners, Rangers, A's, Cardinals. Where the Yanks will go, you know, win 8 of 10. And all of a sudden, all will be right with them. Even ahead of getting guys back like Judge or Rodon. As for the Mets, they stink. 877-337-6666. And they're unfortunately heading toward, as I said, look, if I said their season was over a couple of weeks ago, there's really not much more I could add to that. Like, it's done, right? Their season is over. Although I did think they're still going to be a wild card team at the time. Now, that is in serious jeopardy, where you actually look at it and say, well, you know what? Even though it should be easy for a team with the highest payroll in Major League Baseball, even though it should be easy for a team with this much talent to make a a measly wild card, like, that's not exactly a success. Even if it were... You know, in my mind, easy to make a wild card doesn't mean that they're going to because they are a team with talent, and obviously they cost a lot of money, but they're not a good team. You can have a team with a lot of talent that's not good, and that's what we're looking at with the Mets. You know the difference between a good team and a bad team. You watch baseball long enough, this team's a dead team walking. You can't beat the Cardinals, you're useless. And it's not about who they play because they haven't beaten anybody. It's about how they play, not who they play, how they play. And now they're going to be going on uh, you know, a, a six-game road trip against the Astros and Phillies where uh, this could be, I mean, going into July here, going to the All-Star break, they're really season on the brink right now as far as the, the, having any last hope for a wild-card spot, which is hard to believe with a team that was assembled coming off a 101-1 year, a team that was assembled to go out there and win the World Series, or at least compete to win the World Series, the team with the highest payroll in baseball history. Hard to believe that we're talking about them mid-end of June here as not even being in the wild card mix. Forget about winning a wild card. They're closer to the last place in the National League than they are to the wild card spot. 
And we talk about all oh, the Mets. Well, they can't. They, they're not taking advantage of these bad teams. I got news for you. The Mets are one of the bad teams. There are three teams that are below them in the standings in the National League. One of whom is the Cardinals, which is why it's so discouraging. The Nationals, the Rockies, you know what those teams have in common? They, they've they also beaten the Mets in series this year. The Mets are tied with the Cubs. They've also beaten the Mets in a series this year. So there is nobody worse. It's not about a soft landing or the schedule. I mean, the Mets have very few teams that are worse than they are, and even those teams they can't beat. They stink. And they're fading into irrelevancy. Pretty soon it's going to be Yankee talk and and Jets and Giants. Get me, get me set for a training camp in August. Oh, let's get back to the calls. 877-337-6666. Eli is calling from Washingtonville. Eli? Hey, Sal, listen. I'm a frequent uh, listener. And uh, I, I agree with you most times. But I don't know what's wrong with this, uh, this, this station. Where do you guys come off saying that the Yankees are a good team? I'm a Yankee fan. And what, a good team just to make the playoffs and get knocked out in the first round? Just to make the playoffs and get knocked out in the wild card? Because that's where they're heading to once again. And I, I spoke to you the other day, and I told you the, the thing that's missing in New York City sports is the lack of general management. And you see this with the New York Yankees, where right now we're in fine. Everybody says, oh, Cashman always puts on a competitive team out there. Listen, when you have a payroll and the resources that the Yankees have, the play, a, a good season should be the, the floor, not the ceiling. Agreed, now, but Eli, look at the Mets. See, it shows you they have the resources, they have the payroll, even a higher payroll, <clears> and they suck. So, that, that I mean, look at them as comparison. You should be giving the Yankees credit for being in the playoffs every single year. Well, I don't give the, the, the Yankees credit because Brian Cashman has been on the hell how many years already? All right, he's been there a long time. Uh, and right, look, I would have made a change a couple okay. years ago. Now, this new owner for the Mets, has he has the will to win. He reminds me of George Steinbrenner. Uh, and he just probably, again, did the mistake by hiring the wrong general manager. Now, you don't bring a general manager here that you're going to throw money at your mistakes. Like, the cashman, he, he does mistakes, and George Steinbrenner throws money at it to make it disappear. No, mm-hmm. you bring in a general manager, like the, the, a person from the Houston Astros, a person like the Tampa Bay Rays, that knows how to build a team and knows how to bring efficient players to your, to your team. And that's what New York sports is missing. The, the owners are out there spent throwing the money out there. We're not small market. And our, our owners are not acting like they're small market. But it's the general managers like Brian Cashman, Billy Epler, uh, the, the New York Jets now are, are, are kind of starting to, to try, you know, fix, fix their football. Well, team I mean, but Eli, we, you're right. We went over this last time you called. Like, I, we get it. You need to have good general managers, not just in New York, every, uh, everywhere. You, you need to have a good general manager to win. Brian Cashman has been a good general manager. You can't dispute that. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't have changed it a couple years ago. I would have during or after the 2021 season. I would have made a change just for the sake of having a new voice, a new vision. But they didn't. They also made the playoffs that year. They made the playoffs last year. And they're going to make the playoffs again this year. Okay, and then they're going to get bounced out once again. What's the definition maybe. of insanity? Yeah, no, maybe, but I mean, that, well, it's, 
Oh, it's better. It's better than the alternative. When you look at the Mets, and and thank you for the call, Eli. When you look at the Mets, they're not even going to be see the Mets right now are the best case for Brian Cashman. If you are a Brian Cashman supporter, the Mets are your best argument for. And if you are a Brian Cashman hater, look at the Mets and think, you know what? That could be us. I know we get caught up in just saying, well, the Mets always stink. They're not any good anyway, so it doesn't matter who's owning the team, who's the general manager, what the players are. They'll never win. Well, that's ridiculous. But they haven't had sustained success. This was supposed to be the beginning of sustained success under the richest owner in the sport with the highest payroll in the, in the sport. Coming off a 101-1 season, that was, last year was supposed to be the beginning. They can't even get two years in a row. Forget about year three, four, five, 20. Yankees been doing it for 30 years. Mets can't get to year two. As we told you before, this is not anything new. 2006, the Mets are taking over the town. Wright and Reyes, okay, yeah, big deal. Beltron strike three. They lose to the Cardinals in the NLCS. Obviously, that hurt in 06, but there was going to be the next year. And what happened the next year? Seven-game lead, 17 games to go. And they collapse, historic collapse, like only the Mets can do. And they never recovered. 08, they close out Shea Stadium by losing and getting eliminated on the final day of the season. So even then, in 2006, where they were supposed to be on the climb, ready to have sustained success based on some homegrown talent and some money being spent in free agency, they couldn't even have more than one year. 2015, out of nowhere, they kind of go to the World Series. Well, not kind of. They did go to the World Series, kind of, out of nowhere. And then what happened? The next year, lots of injuries. They were lucky to make the playoffs. They got bounced. Wild card. Out. And then downhill from there, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. And here we are. Last year, 101 win season. Here we go, the turnaround. Stevie Cohen, King Cohen, baby. And they can't even be competent in year two with expanded playoffs, mind you. At least in 2008, if they were expanded postseason, they might have been in. 2007, they might have been in. I don't have have the facts to back that up, but I'm pretty sure they would be in. 87, 88, they'd be in. Obviously, 88, they were in. If you go back to those years, 85, 87, they'd be in the playoffs. They'd be in sustained success. Right? It wouldn't have been a collapse in 2007, 2008. They would have been in the postseason. I mean, obviously, 2007 still would have been a collapse to a certain extent, blowing the division, but they would have been in the playoffs, and anything could happen. What's the excuse this year? I mean, we were literally saying in the offseason, well, there's no way the Mets and Yankees can miss the postseason under this format, not with the amount of money that they spend, and here go the Mets. Division? Forget the division. They're not even going to make the playoffs. Kevin is calling from Ocean City, New Jersey. What's up, Kevin? Hey, how are you? Thanks for taking my Great. call. Um, I got some. Day. I got some couple of ideas. First of all, um, the owner has to step in in terms of like basically going over the general manager's head. In terms of like, here's two things I would do if I'm the owner. 
whether you take them to your house, your palatial mansion for dinner, two people I would take and talk to, just me and the owner, Daniel. Scherzer and Buck. These are baseball lifers. They got the egos. They did this. They did this. All right, we're talking about now. We're talking about the team concept, how we're going to make this team better. Now, emphasizing team. Now, the team, I see some positives. That the, the team is hitting now. They're hitting the ball. They weren't hitting the ball before. Okay, fine. The problem is the bullpen, the pitching. So here's my thing. First of all, with Buck, I said, Buck, listen, whether him and whether him and Scherzer are sitting together in the same room, or whatever, talk to him separately. Here you go, Buck. First of all, the young players are doing a little better. When I bring these young players up here, I want these young players to play. I know that goes against the grain with Buck because he, he you know, he doesn't like the young. That's gone now. We're talking team here. We're thinking team. When I bring these young players up here, Buck, I want them to play. And now, the next thing, I'm looking to Scherzer straight in the eye, whether Buck's sitting there or whatever. I'm looking Buck, I'm looking Scherzer straight in the eye. Mm -hmm. Look, I don't, I don't think, look, Scherzer, I don't think you're done, but we got to work on a couple of things. And where you can help the team, T-E-A-M, best is in the bullpen right now. That's where we need you. Scherzer in the bullpen? Why not? Why not? Put your ego aside. You don't have to. You're not going to stay in the bullpen the rest of your career, however long that might be. Which at this point, I don't know. And this is what I'll tell them too. If you're going to come back, never mind what you no, did. We're talking about that. Let me because finish. Because Scherzer, no, no, I will. But Scherzer's a starter, Kevin, and they need starters. So now he's not very good, but well, I'm not so taking. What? Well, who's going to he's start? Not... Let me tell you something. It's not hard to find somebody better than Scherzer starting right now. Scherzer's well, not a who starter is it? right now. Who is it? I don't. That, they can work that out, but no, but, but, no, but there one. isn't. There, there is, it's easy for you to say, and I get why you're saying it. But it's easy for you to say, well, they, they can't find somebody better than Scherzer. Come on, he stinks. But what about Carrasco? See, the Mets. The, the problem with the Mets is that Scherzer is bad. The other guys are worse. Carrasco, say, Tyler McGill, David Peterson. These guys stink too. Let me say this: If you put Scherzer in the bullpen. The other, whoever you, who's ever starting pitches doesn't have to pitch as long because you have a Scherzer in the bullpen. The point is, we're paying him. Let's use him to our advantage. He's not doing well as a starter right now. So for a certain period of time until we get back on, on the right track, use him that can help us for that $40 million. You're not helping no. us this way. You can help no, the team by going in the bullpen. And oh, yeah, he's a starter. I disagree he's a starter. Why not change things for a minute? Evolve. We got nothing to lose at this point. He's evolved. He's thirty-eight years old, Kevin. I mean, right, that, right, gonna... right, right. It's he, time. Not... Maybe it's time to try something different for a change. You, no, you're not going to not... be. I'm not saying be in the bullpen for the rest of your life. I'm saying be in the bullpen for a short period of time so we can get this thing going. Kick it off. No, it, it's not. I, look, I understand, Kevin, and thank you for the call. Appreciate checking in. I understand what you're trying to do in theory change it up a little bit that is not going to help the team number one max scherzer what makes you think he's going to be effective out of the bullpen what type of role exactly would you use him in let's say ideally he'd be open to it and you think he could adapt what type of role are you going to use him in that's going to make him help the team more so than being a starter every fifth day number two max scherzer has been starting his whole life he's been one of the great starters in the history of the sport the guy's going to be a hall of famer you think now at this point after getting hit hard the way that he's been over the last month or whatever it may be, and trying to keep himself healthy, you think Max Scherzer is going to adjust going to the bullpen? There's no way. 
He's a guy who's going to be pitching every five days. That's it. That's the best way the Mets could possibly use him as a starter. Unfortunately, you're right. He's not very good right now. That's a problem. But even Max Scherzer is still more reliable than almost outside of Justin Verlander. He's still as uh, as reliable, if not more reliable, than anybody else that they have in that rotation. That's why they're screwed. There's no fix. Scherzer's done, but he's got to take them out every fifth day. See, what you have to do is instead of moving him to the bullpen, you have to look at Max Scherzer for what he is right now, a fourth or fifth starter. That's what Max Scherzer is. He's not a number one. He's not even a number three. He's a fourth or fifth starter. And on this team, they desperately need starters. That's the problem. The bullpen is an issue, but the starting pitching is a bigger problem. And you're talking about, well, if Scherzer's in the bullpen, then guys don't have to go. Well, that makes no sense. Scherzer's in the bullpen, starters don't have to go as deep. What? Then why don't you just start the guy? You know, being that he is, in fact, a starter. Are you moving him to the bullpen because you don't think he's good enough as a starter? Or are you moving him to the bullpen because you think he's going to be effective in the bullpen and be a weapon? Either way, it doesn't make much sense at this point. The Mets are in not even in big trouble. They're done. They're done because of the way that it's unfolded, not because of where they are in the standings or because of how they've looked. It's because of how they've lost. At least if Scherzer and Verlander were dominant and Kodai Senga was consistent and you saw some stability from the back end of that rotation, whether it be Carrasco or Peterson or McGill or whatever, at least if that were the case, you could be like, you know what? And let's say the offense was struggling or the bullpen was struggling. And they'll get a bullpen arm or two at the deadline. The offense will pick it back up or they could get a, a, another bat. They can't fix all the leaks right now. You can't add to a team that's already invested $86 million alone in the front, in the front two guys in that rotation. You can't add more on top of that. Getting Jose Quintana back is not going to be enough. And they're not going to be able to go out there and add another arm on top of that. And even if they did, still, Scherzer's done. And if you took Scherzer out of the equation, period, is Verlander, Senga, let's say Quintana when he comes back, Tyler McGill, are those guys enough? If you think about what the other areas of the team have to do because of the Mets getting a bad start, whether it's Scherzer, whether it's Carrasco, whether it's McGill, whoever, Verlander, it's too much. Too much on the offense, too much on the bullpen. That's the problem. The problem is where the Mets invested most of their money, where they built this team, it has crumbled, the starting rotation. And that's why there's no way out of it. Eight seven seven, and at this point, not even being able to back in to a postseason spot just because of the talent that you have. That's how far out of it they are. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. a.m. The Warm-Up Show with Al and Jerry on this Monday morning. You know, one story that I saw, we'll get back to your calls here in a second. One story that I saw that was actually, it bothered me a little bit. And it's insignificant, but it bothered me a little bit. In that you had the Braves yesterday making a decision to release um, Charlie Culberson on... Who cares that his father's day that happened? Other than the fact that his dad was scheduled to throw out the first pitch of the game. Like, come on. I, I get it. You want to cut a guy or DFA a guy, whatever that happens. He couldn't do it after the game. One game's going to make a difference. Yeah, I mean, isn't that a horrible thing, Fleek? It is Father's Day. Like, I'm just trying to put myself in... Culberson shoots. Now, whatever. He's a, a major leaguer, a fringe ma- major leaguer, but sure. In the major leagues, you're on the, you're on the team with the Braves. Even if you don't play, you got your dad set up. You're letting your, hey, dad, you're going to throw out the first pitch to me on Father's Day. Like, that's a moment that they're all looking forward to, excited about. And then he gets the FA'd. It's I mean, so annoying. that, And the Braves keep getting, like, everything that could possibly go right for that franchise seemingly has the last couple of years. You know, they even, they're doing this nonsense. There's more there, you know, with our Ozuna. And, and like, nothing that the Mets try ever goes right. Like, where is, where are the sports gods, Sal, that you always talk about? Where are they? I mean, forget just rewarding us. How about not pummeling us further into the ground every single day? The sports gods are non-existent here. Uh, at least they're not near me. I mean, that is just... I, I honestly, and usually I don't even check this stuff or read the headlines. It happened to come across... Uh, I was on the homepage of ESPN as I was getting set up. I was just looking to, looking to pull up a box score or whatever. I looked through the standings. And I saw it, and I was like, what's this? And then that was the story that I read. I couldn't believe that. They DFA Culberson on the day his dad was scheduled to throw out the first pitch. Instead, They, they needed the Michael. roster spot to beat the Rockies by eight instead of six. Yeah, yeah, really. Like, what a what a crappy thing to do. So they had Michael Harris Jr., his father, threw out the first pitch, which is fine. But, like, I don't know, I just feel bad for Culberson and his father. That's That's a horrible thing to do. You know what the Mets should do? or really any other team, but the Mets should do it, maybe change the karma a little bit. They should either sign Culberson, and he probably helped the team out, 
but sign Culberson and have his father come throw out the first pitch there. They need to make right here. Maybe that will help change the tide here, turn the fortunes of the Mets and the sports gods. Somebody should do something about it. I mean, that's, he was wrong. And the Mets have an opportunity. <laughs> why, why not? I guarantee you this, Culberson will be more impactful, and, and maybe his father too, than Vogelback. Sign Culberson. You get good PR at least for a week. When do they come back home? Oh, yeah, against the Brewers on Monday. When they come back home, sign Culberson and have his father throw out the first pitch to him. It'd be a good story. See, I should be in marketing there as well. You get good pub for that all over the place. Mets may be 12 and a half games back of their division rival, but they did the right thing. And something's got to change. Something's got to be positive. 877-337-6666. Eric is calling from Ron Conkham. Good morning, Eric. Hey, Sal. Good morning. You know, it's funny. I did I did actually see that, and I read it right before I left work to get on the road. I was, I was like, I'm, I'm like, I didn't quite get the title, and then when they clicked on it, I'm like, I'm like, really? I'm like, did, yeah, the, yeah, the timing of it is, is somewhat suspect there. It's just like... The Mets need to take advantage of it. You know, I didn't think of it until just now. The Mets need to take advantage of this. Let the Braves look like bad guys. I know that they're, you know, the great team and they're going to dominate the Mets in the NL East. But why not? Have some fun with it. Sign Culberson and have his father throw out the first pitch. Yeah, why not? You know, and then, uh, who knows, maybe maybe it'll uh, benefit them for a couple of games. So, but, uh, you know, look, before I get to the, the previous caller, right before the break, you know, you got me humming the, the darn uh, Muppet song music now for like the last uh, 45 minutes, you know, so that... Uh, uh, if I, I can't to... tell you how many times I've heard in the last day the Muppet Show theme song or the Monogna. Yeah, yeah. And now I love it, and it's my fault because I put my daughter onto it, but, but it's like I'd like to sit down and watch the movie with her, not watch the same two-minute clip on repeat over and over. Muppet Show open, Muppet Show open. Okay, okay. Now I hate the freaking song by now. Yeah, I well, yeah, because now I'm envisioning Miss Piggy there, you know, which is not something I should be doing while I'm driving. But, uh, you know, and, and you know, quickly the thing on the on the garbage, you know, I agree with you too because I ran into the same situation last week, you know, with because usually when, when my son's ready to leave for school, you know, he'll take the garbage out on the way to the bus stop, but now he's done. So, so is garbage uh, they, coming they, they, today so, or no? No, it's, it's not coming today. No, so Definitively uh, not coming. Yeah, okay, so, that's everywhere or just? Yeah, no, just I, I actually looked at that last night because they, that came up. Uh, that was a question that, yeah. that I brought up. And uh, sure enough, the schedule says, no, they're not coming. So, but the, Juneteenth, uh, of course, right, uh, holiday. Uh, uh, when did it start becoming holiday? A couple of years ago, I think. Last so year. It's, yeah, okay, last, last year, official, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, to, but to your point, you know, the previous caller what was it, Kevin, I believe it was, you know, the the one thing that he left out on it because because he did mention Scherzer's ego, and, and I tell you, I don't care how much. It, let, let, let's say they, that scenario happens and they call him in to throw these ideas out there. I don't care how much lip service Scherzer gives. There is no way in heck his ego is going to be okay with with going to the bullpen. I don't care. I mean, unless unless it's the World Series. You know where he's done that before. Mm-hmm. You know where it's all hands on deck, and and maybe it's the sixth or seventh game, and they're pulling everybody in to pitch at whatever point of the game. 
But other than that, I mean, this is not a John Smoltz situation where he's coming off of an injury, you know, and he's working his way back into right. the starting rotation. You know, there's right, well, no that, way he'd be okay with that. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a different story, Eric. And as always, thank you for the call. That would be a different story if they were trying to transition Scherzer later in his career. He he and John Smalls obviously did it better than anybody else, but that's not where we're at with Max Scherzer. And I don't even think it's the ego thing. First of all, I think it would be stupid from the Mets for a team from a team point of view to move Max Scherzer to the bullpen. I don't think it's an ego thing. I think if you, if Buck had a talk with him saying, hey, it's not working for you in the rotation, we're going to move you to the bullpen. I think he'd potentially be open to it. I mean, Scherzer seems to be a team guy, so I don't think it's about the ego. But right now, do you really think that Max Scherzer moving to the bullpen is going to make a difference for this team in a positive way? No way. No way. Randy's calling from Queens. Randy, haven't heard from you in a while. How are you? Good morning, Sal. It's been a minute. It's good to, it's yeah, good to where you been? I've been listening to you. I've been following you, my friend. I've seen you on the air. You're doing a fantastic job, and I hope you had a good Father's Day. Thank you, Randy. I did. I uh, hope you did as well. Thank you, my brother. And it's nice to follow up, Eric, but how is putting Scherzer in the bullpen improving him or the team? Carrasco, maybe. The problem is they have no ace on this team, okay? We're falling behind early every single game. When the middle relief comes in, it's good, and then the closers end up giving it up. Milwaukee exposed this bullpen and this staff early on, Sal. You saw that. And they've been stumbling since that time. You knew things. You're right, uh, Randy. You knew things early on in the season were different. The Mets were coming off taking three of four from the Marlins, but once they got swept and they got pounded in Milwaukee right out of the gate, you felt that things were going to be different this year, and people try to overlook it as they do with early, you know, season things. Oh, it's only one week. Oh, it's only one series. Those things turn into trends generally, and that has been the yeah. case. I mean, the Mets have, have basically been a bad team all year. Listen, it's been a carryover effect because look at the outfield. We have no power in the outfield. There's been no clutch hitting. Maybe now that Lindor has had this child, it will turn the season around. He's been a disaster. Hefner goes out to talk to the pitchers. The next pitch is a home run. <laughs> Buck looks confused nightly. Hefner has put a bad team together, Sal, going back to last year. Look at Senga. Senga, I know he's adjusting, but he's behind every single batter. No one is having a 2022 season. And even if Diaz was here, it would be, what, five games that would make a difference? You know, like I know, Sal, from September 1st of last year, this team has not played well. There's been no accountability. It's been litless Mets baseball again. And now we're bringing in Yankee reclamation projects? Now, what a different like who? Who, who, are we talk, who are we talking about now? Boyd and Sanchez? Boyd oh, boy. Yeah, well, Sanchez, yeah, on, right. Boyd. Viento should have gotten more playing time. Plain and simple. He's our future. My boy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Viento's going to be their future. And yeah, you're, you're right more so than... Sal, there's other callers. Have a nice one, my brother. I'll speak thank, to you soon. Thank you, Randy. Great to hear from you. I appreciate listening, and I appreciate taking the time to call. So great to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get caught up in Luke Voigt. Vientos, same thing. I'm not getting, going, uh, going nuts over Mark Vientos. And everybody wants to talk about the young guys and get them up here. They're insignificant. I told you that from the beginning. And by the way, how's Brett Beatty working out? Oh, Beatty, Beatty's got to be up here, Sal. Beatty, Beatty, Beatty. And like, like Beatty's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Hey, guess what? Hey, Beatty may be a good player for him, maybe an impact player. He's done nothing. Brett Beatty's been a zero. 
He's done nothing. Beatty, 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 Alvarez, Beatty, Alvarez, Beatty. And even though Alvarez has had an impact with the bat offensively, he's been inconsistent as well. And we know what type of power he has, and I love his attitude. I'm not trying to knock him, but come on. The answer is not Beatty, Alvarez, Vientos, Mauricio. I told you if that were the case, this would be a disastrous season. And guess what? It's been a disastrous season. You can't rely or need to. When you have the highest payroll in the sport, you can't rely on all these rookies to be you know, the ones to, to dig you out of the abyss. Real quick, Jesse is calling from Queens. What's up, Jesse? Hey, Sal. What's up? Uh, happy belated Father's Day. Um, uh, I think this, this, this season is done, you know? I mean, it seems that they're just dead. And um, I don't know. Mm. Me, my idea is to tell Mets fans to stay away from the park and send a message to Cohen. Cohen wants to be patient and all that. No, I don't want to blow it up. No, no. No, the Mets are comfortable. The Mets got comfortable, and there's nobody there throwing things around, telling them, you know, guys, you need to shape up. You need to, this is garbage. There's nobody. They're too comfortable. Everybody's comfortable. Team. Well, well, so Epler, what would you do? What would you do? Me? If I was Steve Cohen, yeah. if I was the team, I'd, I'd be calling Theo Epstein, trying to meet with him and say, look, you know, honestly, I don't have any, any, a GM that knows what he's doing. I don't know if my manager still has it. My team is just going down the sinkhole right now. Come on board. Whatever you want, you come on board, take over. You make every decision. You have a track record. You brought championships to Boston. You brought championships to uh, Chicago. I would come in and just stay here. Come save my team. And that's it. That's it. That's actually, I'm not going to disagree with that, Jesse, and thank you for the call. What would you do? All right, Jesse, you want to blow it up, but what would you do? I'd go talk to Theo Epstein. Okay, not a bad idea. Not going to disagree with that. Two options. Talk to Theo Epstein or, if you're Steve Cohen, buy the Rays front office or just buy the entire Rays organization. Take all the front office members and hire them for your own. Then sell the Rays and, and you know, or you can move them somewhere else first and then sell them. Buy the Rays, move them to Montreal. Take everybody in the front office. And then sell the team. And why not? Financially, he could do it. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Now, we're kind of back on the fan. Warm-up show with Alan Jerry coming up in just a few minutes. We'll finish up with your calls here. Got three guys on the line. Want to get to every one of you, so we'll be quick here. It's obviously talking Yankees and Mets throughout the course of the show. I don't think the Yankees uh, are as bad as they're playing right now. I think they'll get it turned around. The Mets, however, I think are awful. To talk more about that, Hector is in Washington Heights. Hector. Wow, what is going on, my brother? What's up, Hector? Not much, not much stuff. First things first, I did just wake up a little while ago. Um, but unfortunately, it seems from listening to two buddies of mine who just called, um, which was great to hear Randy. I talk to him all the time, but we don't hear him much on the, on the, on the radio talking to you. So it was good to hear him. But they didn't congratulate yourself. So that means you didn't make the announcement that you're moving on to daytime yet, huh? Oh, will you stop with that? I, I'm Look, uh, as far as I know, I will be here uh, the rest of the week doing the overnight show. Although Friday I'm filming. Well, yeah, I know. Well, you know, Craig is going to leave for June 30th. So, I, I, you know, I, I expect it to be at least another week in the daytime. And then uh, we should be moving on. 
We should be moving on. I know what it is. They, they usually like to announce this in the morning show, so you're probably hanging out today after the show, waiting, and then, uh, then we'll hear the good let's, news. Or, let's, or move on. <laughs> let, let's, let's move, move on. on to the Mets now. Let's move on like the Mets need to move on, Sal. Let's move on like the Mets, Mets need to move on, and how the hell are they going to move on? Which way are they going to move on, Sal? Right? Because they've invested in some of these guys, but this team ain't it. This team is not it. So they need to decide now, what are we going to do? Are we going to keep on with this plan with these guys and keep adding to this? Or do we blow this garbage up? Do we blow this garbage up and go full young? Right, well, how stop? would you blow it up? Tell me how you'd blow it up. And, and that's the problem, Sal. I, I really don't know because, like I said, they've already committed to a few of these guys, right? Which we love. I love Jeff McNeil. I love Brandon Nimmo. They're probably going to commit to Peter Alonso, as they should. But is this core really going to be able to get us – to the, to the promised land? I would hope so with the right additions. Um, but can we trust Billy Upper to keep making these moves? I sure don't. I know you do, but I don't. Well, so, I, no, I don't trust him. I, think right he's I, don't, I wouldn't say I trust him. I think he's got to earn that trust. However, what I would say, let's just go based off of the track record here. Forget about what happened with the Angels. We're going based off of here. Billy Epler, last year, built one of the more successful regular season teams in the franchise history with 101 wins. I know okay. it ended in disappointing Stop. fashion. I know that, that more than anybody. Well, well, hold on. You can't fire him off of one bad start to a year. It's been three months. So we have one full year and three months, and you're going to fire him? I mean, think about the turnaround that that would create if you did that every single time you hired somebody. So the idea, and I'm not saying he's good. He's got to run on trust. That's what complicates things, Sal, is because it's tough to fire him and Buck after one year. It is. And, and, and this message that that sends to the rest of the league or anybody, anybody that you might even think about trying to hire. So, I, listen, I agree with you. But when you want to tell me that we got to give Billy Epler some credit, right? I, I was watching uh, one of these craps that they give, you know, on SNY. And I had forgotten, but the guy that I saw making the announcement, oh, we signed uh, Starlin Marte, we signed this, was Sandy Alderson. So did Billy really make those moves, or did Sandy make those moves before they finally hired Billy in that offseason? You understand what I'm saying? How much did Billy yeah. really do? to help this team get to, the, to, to what they did last year. I'm not well, sure. I mean, yeah, and let me, I, say I, look, one more he, thing. let me say one more thing with Buck. Go ahead, um, quickly. What, that, that grind me. I just read an article about a Pirates manager because they just bring up a catcher, and he's talking about how excited he is to bring up this young guy. We don't get that from Buck. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about these young guys and Bienzo's ain't in and what is Beatty done, has Buck really given in to these young guys? We can say, oh, yeah, well, Beatty and Alvarez are playing, but – what did it take for him to finally give in to these guys? Well, Vientos, you know Vientos clearly, and look, thank you for the call, Hector. I, I think you, I, as much as I love Buck, Buck is a guy who has it clearly was here to help a veteran team along. And once it started to be turned over to the younger guys, you started to see a different side of, of Buck Showalter. It's obvious he didn't like Vientos, and we've talked about Vientos. Who knows what type of player he's going to be. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to see that with the Mets at the big league level. He's going back down to the minors, and I'm sure he's going to get more playing time there and continue to develop. For what? I have no idea. But I, I think Buck, with good reason, doesn't want to rely on rookies. Maybe a rookie, sure. But there's a reason why he doesn't want to. Unfortunately for him, he's had no choice. Ryan is calling from Hoboken. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Sally, Paisan. I do not understand the optimism for the Yankees. The lineup is pitiful. I'm disgusted by the past 10 games. 
and I do not understand what the difference is between them and the Mets. Oh, oh come on. I got to explain the difference between the Yankees and the Mets to you? If you don't understand <laughs> that, I can't help you. Me. You're killing well, me. Ryan, come on. What do you mean? The, the Mets are historically bad. The Yankees are historically good. You go based off a of track record. Here's the biggest difference. What's the Mets record? Below 500. Right. The Mets are five games below. Okay, right. They're five games below 500. The Yankees are six games over. So the Yankees bad, Ryan, and thank you for the call. The Yankees bad is the Mets great. Like the Yankees in a bad year, right? Oh, God, they fire Cashman, fire Boone. What an awful year for the Yankees. They win 92 games and make the postseason. That's a good year for the Mets. And you need me to explain the difference? Here's the difference. The Mets are a bad team. The Yankees are a team that's going through a little bit of a funk right now without their best player. They'll get Bader back tomorrow. They'll start to play better in the next couple. I'm not falling for this thing with the Yankees where they play badly for one week and it's like, oh, God, this team stinks. Look at the reality. They stink. They're five. They're six games over 500. Mitchell's calling from Fort Lee. Mitchell. Hi, Sal. How are you? Hope you had a great Father's Day, so I'll give you my points really fast. Number one, did you? what was really great yesterday, I was at the game, but, but I, I saw it on uh, yesterday. Did you see the GM from the Red Sox, what he did yesterday with his kid? Did you see it? No. What he did was, in between the first game and second game, he helped out the cleaning crew to clean out the stadium. It was really, it was really nice to see that, the, the GM of the Red Sox. That, that was great. So that's my point there. Getting to the Yankees and Mets now, the Yankees are in big trouble. I mean, with all these injuries that we have, and with Judge, who knows when he's going to come back. And Bader, supposedly he's coming back tomorrow. We'll see if he, if he actually comes back. The team, if they don't do something fast, this might be a long season. And so everyone keeps saying for the Mets and Yankees, everybody wants a new GM. If I had it say to Brian, Brian Cashman that I'm a big Brian Cashman fan, there's only one guy I would want, and you and the Mets would probably want the same guy. You know who I'm talking about? And it's not Epstein. You know the other guy I'm talking about? Who? Who? David Stern. Da- David Stern? You mean John Stern? No, I was told yesterday it was... The Mets are, are going to get him. Well, that's what the Mets need. So if you don't get him, you guys have a, you guys going to have a, you, you guys, you're, FC, you know, it's just a, the Mets are a disaster. They really are. They're a complete disaster, and they spent all this money, and everyone said they're going to do so great. Look, look at it. It's a complete disaster. The, the pitching's not there. There's no hitting, and the Yankees are the same way. So, you know, with all the injuries, who knows what's going to happen, but... Yeah, we still got time, but trying to get well, the Yankees. Double All right, bye, Mitchell. The Yankees, thank you for the call. The Yankees will be fine. Isn't that kidding, sir? The Yankees aren't moving on from Cashman. They had their opportunity a couple years ago without changing him. The Mets are going to hire David Stern. So I mean, that's been the worst-kept secret in baseball the last couple years. Although I wouldn't be opposed to Theo Epstein. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Fleegs, as always, for helping out. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. We appreciate each and every one of you, especially we had a lot of new calls tonight. I appreciate that. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry, that's coming up next. We'll be back again tonight at midnight. We'll see you then. Enjoy your Monday. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.